Hello, hello. Welcome to the Ronikely Yours podcast. Happy, happy Sunday, February 11th, 2018. First, let me say, January has been the longest year ever. I don't know if anybody else is feeling that way, but I am totally, totally like pretty much exhausted almost. I also was trying to figure out a theme song for my podcast. And I really don't have one, guys. (laughs) And I can't think of which one I want to do. But I have a couple that I'm probably narrowed down to. Maybe Beyonce songs. I know you're probably tired of all the Beyonce fans. I actually didn't become a Beyonce fan until after um, she left Destiny's Child. Because to me, then she started talking grown woman talk. And anybody that's a grown woman can understand Beyonce songs. Because those are the things we have been through. Um, But... Let's get right into today's podcast. It's going to be, can the the ideal of America ever get to the reality of America? And when I say that, what do you think I mean? Can the ideal of everybody being equal and there not being racism or bias or, um, you know, gender inequality, um, everybody getting treated fairly, everybody truly being on the same playing field that this idea of America is, can it ever become the reality of America? Now, I don't know if that would be a true possibility. I'm almost to the point where I'm like, I don't see that ever happening. And I'm going to go through numbers and explain why. I just don't see this as a reality for America. One is, let's start with capitalism because I think capitalism um, really has to be understood to really get, you know, why we probably won't get to equality. (laughs) Capitalism is set up to where everything is for sale. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's a, school if it's a church if it's a a brick outside your wall it's for sale you know that's how um capitalism works that's what the society is made up out of america's society is um and so forth so let's just kind of read up the word um and and see the definition capitalism capitalism is an economic system based upon private ownership a means of production and their operation for profit. So, um, yeah, profit. Everything's for sale. That's what I just said. Now, I know a lot of people really do argue that capitalism just needs to be taken away, like the whole system itself, because it's very destructive to social issues, society, and so forth. But I don't think it will ever go away, you know, because... People like making money. Money makes people um, feel good about themselves. It, it it makes them feel some type of ways, the way we live. Everybody is participating in capitalism. If you are eating every day, if you're living somewhere, if you have lights you can turn on, you are participating in capitalism. So let's just get that out of the way. Um, but does it really go with the ideal of America, like equality? Um, treating your brother, your fellow brother, whether it be white, black, brown, orange, Hispanic, um, fairly. Does it truly go with, um, you know, a lot of people study religion in America and the United States, whether it be Christian, um, Catholic, whatever you may be. Does that really go with the values that it is being, that capitalism represents? You know, capitalism... You have to have competition. That means if you have competition, somebody has to lose. Um, so truly it goes against the grain of the things that are in um are are attempt to be put into America's DNA. So that is a very interesting way to set up an economy and to try to say that it's really fair. We'll be right back after this break. We're back. You're listening to Ronikly Yours 
podcast. I am currently recording my episodes. So if you're joining me live, um, each episode is going to be turned into a full podcast. But welcome back if you're listening to the recording. Thank you for listening, by the way, guys. I really love that you guys are listening. And hopefully these are thought-provoking podcasts that you're listening to. Okay, so back to what we're talking about. Is America's ideal, or can America's ideal actually get to America's reality? And I'm on the end of no at this point. I just don't see it happening. But I'm still very, I'm a, I believe in motivation, inspiration, and hope, and faith. So I'm still very faithful that one day it could happen, but I'm pretty sure I won't see it in my lifetime. That's what I'll say. And we went into capitalism because I was talking about how it really does go against the grain of what most are taught in society. So it's a reason why capitalists or people who strongly believe in this construct. Um, and I think if you believe in making money, you have to believe in the system it is to make money. I, I just get more concerned about us not equipping our youth to be able to deal with the reality of the world and that's why a lot of people get lost this is why a lot of people end up in jail it's also the reason why a lot of folks get depressed and are very frustrated with life in general because if you are grown if you are um groomed from childhood to believe and everything is fair always and that you are to be fair to your fellow man all the time, no matter what. And you forgive no matter what. A person who is trained up as a child to be competitive, build businesses and so forth and make money and take care of their family first. You're going to find yourself on the losing end of that battle. Because again, remember, we are in a capitalist society. And I want to talk about a scripture that many people get wrong all the time. Um, What's the root of money? I'm going to have to look it up. It's really the love of money is the root to all evil. And it's not meant to say that you shouldn't make money, that you shouldn't be competitive, that you should not build for the generations that are going to be left behind you. It's just saying you should not love money above all things. It doesn't say that you shouldn't make money. And see, a lot of people misinterpret that scripture all the way wrong a lot of times. But that's because it's never really explained fully to make sure every single human being that hears that really gets it. And so that's why you have so many frustrated, frustrated individuals in the world today. Because of the things that are put into our DNA. Now, you can argue that fat all you want. You can say everything's are, everything in America is fair. The um, judicial system, the um, pay system, the um, so forth and so and everything else, the um, war on drugs. Um, everything's really created fair, but I'm just going to label out some facts and put it out there and you can determine it for yourself. Um, and then how do we really make sure that everybody's equipped to compete in a capitalist society? Because that's kind of my thing now It's more of, I think you should really still instill faith in people. I think you should always still give hope because I believe people have to have to have to believe in something higher than themselves to get through the things that we face in the world today. But you need to be equipped, equipping them with the right tools and resources so that they can navigate through these waters properly and don't begin to self-inflict harm or danger onto themselves or the group that they are associated with, whether it be white, black, Hispanic, or Asian. So we'll be right back after this break. Now, welcome back. After that short break. And we ended with talking about everybody should be equipped. Because we know when we st study cultures, 
Um, and by the way, I'm African-American woman or black woman. Either one doesn't matter to me. I love <laughs> myself and my people and the color of my skin. I love all people, to be honestly. But I don't have a problem with being called black or African-American. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I do have an issue, though. If I use anybody's lotion or cream and it lightens my skin, I'm telling you now, I'm suing you. So just be aware by accident because I'm not going to like buy no bleaching cream on purpose or anything like that. But I'm just letting you know I don't have that issue. But you, we know that other cultures definitely sometimes train their kids up differently. I mean, they train them up from childhood to be in the family business, to run a business, to be competitive out in the world. Um, and I'm sure they also still teaching, you know, be, you know, have love for others, be fair when you can be, you know, show care for each other, um, for your fellow man or human being and so forth that we're all in this world together. Cause we really are. And resources are going low, no matter what, if you don't believe it or not, food is going down. There's a strong concern about overpopulation. Um, America, which unfortunately is not involved because of the current administration in the global um, warming initiatives that is happening on a global scale right now. Um, but Americans are the ones that are using the most resources across the planet. So we have a major problem and they're and they're going to be going away. And we already know if that happens that the rich and the wealthier, of course, are going to have the ones that have access to resources before anybody that is on the lower scale end. Which is then going to cause another problem. Money's a resource, guys. A lot of people don't even think about it that way. Money's truly a resource. Food's a resource. Land's a resource. Houses are a resource. You know, everything's really a resource. And so capitalism is created that everything's for sale. Money's for sale. Banks make money off of loaning money to other people. So technically nobody really, especially in America, really has any money. <laughs> you know, I think the Federal Reserve, I heard the other day, is printing out money just to keep things afloat right now. It's not really like we're, we're really making anything. So that's just an interesting fact all alone. But we have to begin to train all children to, to be prepared for their reality. You know, a lot of people say, well, how do we stop the prison to pipeline in the education schools, in education? How do we stop um, kids from graduating from school, not understanding how to read, write, so forth? Everyone should have at least at a minimum be able to receive the same education as everybody else, no matter where you are, what you're doing, and so forth. Now, the ideal is that that's happening, but the reality is that it's not happening. So again, we go back to the topic of, will the ideal of America ever get to the reality of America? We know that if you're in a certain zip code, that school gets more money per kid than if you're in another zip code. Everything costs more today. It's not like stuff start calling, costing less because um, of technology. Things still cost more. So we are doing a disadvantage when we may be pulling money out of one zip code, but keeping money in the other zip code. Because then they're going to make sure that their kids are available or ready to compete with the reality of America instead of the ideal of America. Which is the only true way to stop the prison to pipeline. You know, the, the pipeline to prison that happens. That is happening in America. And that's a, that's a good thing to kind of talk about too with capitalism. Because we know many people make millions upon billions of dollars on prisons. Prisons are more profitable than schools. I challenge you to look that up and find that out. So welcome back. And hopefully you go do your research on that. Because it actually is more profitable to build a prison than it is to build a school. Each prisoner has a dollar sign assigned to it now. 
So it's actually profitable to make sure people are going to prison. And we do know that the population of prisons is mostly um, African-Americans and Hispanic males, which doesn't make sense because um, I think blacks are only 13% of the whole U.S. population. Um, Crime exists in every single culture. doesn't matter who it is, and they're usually doing crime against each other. That's why you need to stay away from the word black-on-black crime, guys. Everybody has self-inflicted crime. I can tell you places you can go and just write and watch white on white crime. It's just not advertised. That's all it is. Um, one senator is is making is talking about one point today, kind of like about marijuana. We know California just passed a law to um, legalize it, by the way, which is kind of definitely a huge slap in the face for the black community because we know that um, families have been destroyed, which means generations have been destroyed because families have been locked up for marijuana, whether it be petty, large, whatever. We know we don't own planes, um, so forth. So drugs are a part of the capitalism society, whether you believe it or not. The only thing about it is it's drug, it's a uh, war on drugs, but it's usually it's on a, on a lower end scale. It's not on the top scale. Cause they don't really get they don't really get convicted. It's on the people who are on the lower end. So like the janitors of the drug trade, <laughs> meaning the street boys and stuff like that. The people that's moving the major stuff to get it into America, you don't even know who they are. But trust me, that numbers in our numbers as well. But you can go research that for yourself. How's the way to make sure that this doesn't happen? That and I was gonna go ahead and quote about the senator. He said marijuana use, which I'm pretty sure you can look this up too. I know it's got to be a fact because he's using it because he's running for his campaign. Is the same amongst whites and blacks and Hispanics, but 80 to 90 percent of the people in jail because of it are blacks and Hispanics. Again, the use is the same, but for some reason. 80-90% that are in jail are blacks and Hispanics. Now, for some reason, we know it's because of racism and because of bias and because what is put into everybody, whether you're black, white, or Hispanic, or whatever, you are taught to not like the color black. And I know I made a Facebook status about that some time ago, about um, we all have some type of bias in us because we all grew up in the same society especially watching the same media we learned about things that didn't pertain to us for so long that we didn't even realize who we are so our identity has been attacked because that's how you keep capitalism alive you have to make sure one group is willing to self-inflict wounds on itself and not ever be concerned about the group Yes, a few of us are doing good, but the majority of us are failing. And it's a reason for that. A lot of people may say it's by design. Some people say, I used to always say the system's broken, but some people say the system's working exactly as it was created to work. And I never even thought about it that way. And I said, whoa, that kind of woke me up to that reality. So we just have to remember when we're raising kids, when we're talking to young adults, even when we're talking to older adults, that a lot of them have been trained to deal with the ideal of America, but not deal with the reality of America. Even if they're successful or not. So a lot of things they just are in denial about. And it's fine because they may, you know, that may makes them make them feel at peace. It may keep them comfort. It may make them not become depressed. Um, you know, Everybody in America or human beings react to things differently. So anytime you're reacting or you're talking to someone, just remember that, guys. And always be the human being who does decide to treat people fairly. We'll be right back. Now, welcome back, of course. Thank you for listening. I want to tell you that. Um... 
I think we have to have strong organizations. I was just like really in thought there. Strong leaders in every aspect. And it's not just one thing that has to be fixed, guys. It's politics. It's um, education. It's economics. It's um, social. It's not just one area. And then all those areas have to begin to work together. Because in every aspect, a person is going to be engaged in that area in some form, shape of life eventually in throughout their day. And the biggest thing about capitalism is it would work if accountability was there. It well, I wouldn't say, I don't know. I can't say it would because greed will always be a problem. Greed is never going to go anywhere. So like with the whole EpiPen thing, I don't even, I don't I know the EpiPen is still really hugely overpriced. And the whole reason why they raised it was to get their profits up because they had won the trademark or the, um, oh, not trademark, but oh, I can't think of the term right now for some reason. It's like on the tip of my tongue, I cannot think of it, but they had won the patent that no one else could create this EpiPen anymore. So, of course, that means they could raise their prices all the way up to get more money. Now, this lady is beyond rich. Now, you're just at the point where you're greedy. You know, there was no reason for that. And there was no reason for it to make sure that our politicians gave her the okay to never have competition. Competition needs to exist to keep capitalism away from greed. So there was never a, so that should have never happened. But because the way things are set up, those things happen. It happens across the board. Doesn't matter if it's with your health, if it's with education, if it's with, um, you know, schooling, if it's with neighborhoods, if it's with communities. Doesn't matter. It's going to continue to happen because people are people. We have good and bad people everywhere. I don't care who they are. And when you begin to accept the reality. Instead of the ideal, you can begin to truly then just deal with life and enjoy it more. Because I think really what happens before people begin to get depressed and suicidal and so forth is because they have been sold this dream and this ideal that life is supposed to be like in America is is fair and everything's going to be equal and if your life is not going right then you're doing something wrong and that is not true you could be busting your tail every single day and still be leaving living paycheck to paycheck we know this is a reality for more than 50 percent of americans today so again i beg to reason to say can we ever make this a reality? I don't know. I hope that one day it happens. I hope that people continue to press progressiveness and to question things and to, you know, fight for um, equality. You know, we've seen it with the Me Too campaign and the, and the things that are happening. They're becoming unapologetic about accountability but that's going to have to happen to get to the other side of things. And people are like, no, hold up. They can't do that because we have to do just, you know, go through the process of, you know, um, going through the justice system, make sure it's clear. And it's, I'm like, yes, we do. But we're so on the other end. We you almost have to have something that is so extreme that forces equality throughout the United States. And of course, in competition. In war, it is going to be some casualties, like it or not. We're talking about the reality of things. We're not talking about the ideal of things right now. We're talking about the reality. It's going to be some casualties. So something's going to have to get lost for it to get to equality. But the question is, do you truly want equality? Because when people really sit back and think about it, some people, I guarantee you, will say no. We'll be right back after this break. So welcome back. And I'm not going to talk much about any particular community because honestly, this is affecting us all. And when you say 50% of Americans are really 
you know, not making enough to truly buy a home, invest, save, um, raise a family today. And we talk about millennials, or a lot of people talk about millennials. They talk about them really bad and 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 down them a lot. And you can tell that those folks really live in a bubble. Because they don't understand that education costs way too much. It's not valued at that today. When I start talking about the um, pay gaps and we go over that, you'll see why it's not the same. Um... How's cost of living, buying a house, raising a family. Everything has went up, but the pay did not go up with the cost of living. So the millennials, yes, they're frustrated. They're they're seeing what they're having to go through and they're not having the same opportunities as their parents or grandparents did have or didn't have. Because for some of us, you know, our grandparents, great-great-grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents couldn't even buy land. You know, now we just can't afford it because the pay didn't keep up with the rising cost of everything. <laughs> so it's just interesting to see this group and really connect with them and to see and people get upset. And they're like, oh, they don't respect the authority. They're not listening. They don't understand, but they're very much informed. They have a lot of knowledge, guys. And I always challenge people, I say, you need to really begin to pay attention to the ones who are using it to make a difference and then realize how smart and engaged they really are. And they're challenging the current system that is in place for a reason. Because really, we kind of sold them out. And they're not with it, is what it is. And I... And I, I I was talking to someone the other day about millennials and I said, I, you know, I used to get so concerned and I, I'm always concerned about the future and generation. It's just how I am. I don't know why. It's just what God put inside me. It's not something I said I wanted to grow up, be a philanthropist. It was like none of these things I ever said I want to do. I ain't ever said I want to be the president. I ain't ever said I want to be a leader. I prefer behind the scenes, not talking to anybody and just sitting behind my desk. You know, but those are not the things that God has put in me. But for some reason, there's something deep inside of me that gets me moving. And I said, I think about all the things that people say are wrong with millennials. And I and I say they are equipped to survive what they're going to have to survive in their lifetime. I'm going to say that again. They are equipped with the things they're going to need to survive in their lifetime. Because we, as the people who preceding them, did not take care of this world to ensure that they would be okay. You can look at global warming. You can look at the amount of resources being removed. You can look at how many things we're not taking seriously. All the social issues that they're going to have to deal with. All the economic issues they're going to have to deal with. Every single thing that they're going to be left with dealing with. We have literally... Animals that are becoming extinct because we are not taking care of the planet. Right now, we're just living day to day, so we don't really see the results of this. But anybody that has did any type of studying of environment, even if you did a little, you know that every single insect and animal has something to do with something or the way the environment runs. So as we start killing off things, other things will begin to be affected, no matter how you try to twist it. So again, I say millenniums are equipped with the things they need to be equipped with to handle what they're going to have to handle in their lifetime. Now we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Now, millenniums are definitely equipped with what they're going to have to be equipped with to deal with what they're going to have to deal with in their lifetime. I know a lot of people are complaining about millennials and everything, but guys, I'm going to argue with you and say, well, what we leaving them with, they are equipped 
with what they need to be equipped with to have to deal with what they're going to have to deal with in their lifetime. And I'm going to leave that alone. Now let's get on to the pay gap. We have the pay gap, which exists. Um, You hear a lot about gender inequality. Of course, it's always safer to just talk about the safe things, which is, you know, still kind of not safe. But you never want to, you know, America never wants to talk about race because it's ugly. It's uncomfortable. You have to get for us to really make a change. We have to get comfortable with having uncomfortable conversations. If we never get to that point, we'll never have any change. So, I mean, that's just not debatable. It's just it's just not going to happen. But amongst white men, white women, black men, black women, Asian men, Asian women, Hispanic women, Hispanic men, there is a pay gap that definitely exists. Um, doesn't matter what job industry, so forth you in, it exists. It is some companies in the United States that proudly will say we have no pay gap or we have a pay gap that's that our most of our pay is equal up to 99%. And I think somebody posted a list of these companies the other day because they are proud of that statement. And that, I mean, it really has to get to the point where everybody holds their self to that type of accountability. Now, will that ever happen? That's debatable. Who knows? It may, it may not. And of course, Everybody talked about Monique because of the way she handled the Netflix situation and she called for a boycott. And a lot of people argued about, um, you know, should she have called for a boycott? How should that have been happened or handled? I think with that situation, Monique has done a lot of things in the past and she's changed up the way she handles things. Um, and you know, she really does believe that she's doing it for her culture because somebody does have to take the hit. I just talked about casualties before. Now I do agree with that, that somebody's going to have to be willing to take the hit in order for some things to change. For example, MLK took a hit in order for some things to change. You know, um, he was looked at as radical as, um, going against the grain. You know, some blacks didn't want to deal with him. Like you really have to begin to study MLK past what people always say they were about, you know, him being successful. No, that's not true. It's the reason why he was murdered by the government. Because he started talking about economics. Like, really study his last three years. Um, but let's get back to the pay gap. And Monique. So I was going to cover Monique, so I'm going to cover Monique real quick. And then we're going to come back and talk about the pay gap. Because I wouldn't handle it like she did. But I think she made a very good point. Um, about the pay gap. And I think she just, she's just kind of did a lot of things that really she handled poorly. So unfortunately, a lot of people won't stand behind her when things happen. But it kind of goes down to, you know, you trying to, uh, you take a person, um, um, oh, I think having the perfect, advocate having the perfect victim or a person that looks perfect because nobody's perfect so let's get that out of our heads first but the person that at least looks pretty perfect to say oh that should not have happened to them but she points out a very factual thing that that truly does exist across every job and industry if you're still in denial about gender inequality race inequality or whatever you live in a bubble It is the reality of America because it's in the reality of America's DNA. The ideal of America is everything's equal. But if everything was equal, you would fill out job applications, home loans, whatever, without ever identifying your race, period. It wouldn't even be on the application, guys. That's how you know it exists in the DNA of America. Because why does it matter if everything's equal? We'll be back after this break. All right, welcome, welcome back. So we're going into the gender pay inequality numbers now. Just in case you haven't looked them up, but ever. So let's talk about it. I'll say this is median income for sure. 
Um, 55.5K for white men. Annual earnings compared to white men is what we have. And these were just a women one, actually. I just see that. Asian women, 46.3K. White women, 41.8K. Black women, 33.2K. That's a 20,000 difference from a white man. And then Hispanic women, 30,000.3K annually. I know I read one report where it says a black woman would lose a million dollars to wages compared to a white man. And therefore, we're on the low end of the tolling pole. Now, when we look at hourly earnings, Asian man actually is at the top of the of the of the pole, guys. I don't know if anybody knew that. They're twenty four dollars per hour for man. Um, white man twenty one dollars, black man fifteen, and then Hispanics is fourteen, and then for white women, it's eighteen dollars. Um, and then. I'm sorry, Asian women, $18, white women, 17 black women, 13 and then Hispanic women, 12 So the pay cap definitely exists. You can look this up. It's very easy to find. I know a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but a lot of the Ivy League schools are currently studying um, the wealth gap because it is a 228-year wealth gap that is happening right now. That a lot of people are concerned about that or, you know, I believe schools are like, how did this even happen? You know, what occurred to create such a huge wealth gap? Well, you got to take into consideration, you know, slavery, all those things, because we know wealth is generational. Um, period. It doesn't matter who you are, you know. Um, and then when that happens and for capitalism, you have to have somebody that loses because capitalism is based off of competition and everything is for sale and it doesn't mean that because you're white that you don't lose too because we know that while we have the commander-in-chief we have in office today because he was able to um relate to a base that had been ignored by most of society and they couldn't quite find their place so he was able to get their attention to get them to come out and vote with just rhetoric because honestly when you look at the tax cut that just happened which a lot of people got raises but a lot of people also got laid off um so it's truly a wash but when you look into the details of it a couple years from now it's going to truly hurt social issues so security anything that's socially a lot of things have been removed from that you can't even get tax cuts on anymore. So people are going to stop giving to social organizations. And inadvertently, they're going to end up hurting themselves, even his base. They're not going to realize it. And they're probably still going to stand beside who they believe the rhetoric in, but not realizing that they have inadvertently hurt themselves. And that's just because... Most people don't seek to, a lot of people today are, um, or some people, I ain't gonna say everybody, because a lot of people are very informed. Many of us are extremely informed and we go, we use our encyclopedias in our hand to learn about knowledge, really to gather information and we research ourselves until we try to figure out what the truth is. But even though we can't, we got to get to the truth because so many lies are out there <laughs> that we don't know what's the truth, what's not anymore. But... Some people don't even look at anything. They just believe what somebody says. So that's dangerous because you may inadvertently start hurting yourself and not even realizing that you're putting your family in harm's way. You know, the world is changing. There's no going back, guys. America went down in the top countries list again this year. It has been going down each year. Now, why is that? Why is America going down every year? You know, what is the reason for that when we're supposed to be this great land and this great country? Is it because we don't want to change? Is it because we want to go back to being so-called great? You know, America never was great for everybody yet. Again, that's the ideal of America versus the reality of America. And... um. 
We haven't got to great yet. And then we're not keeping up with the changing world, which is going to put us behind. Because regardless of what we may want or not want, the economy is global, however you want to look at it. I even work with clients overseas. (laughs) So until you begin to accept that things are changed and have changed and how you continue to be a power player in that change and not try to fight to keep things the same. Because if you remove yourself from the majority, you become your own entity that in a global scale is just not going to work. You know, eventually you're going to start feeling some hurt and some pain somewhere because the resources are in other places. You can argue about it all you want, but that's just the case. And then if we don't understand that, and if we do try to find resources in our own land, then we start to harm our own land, which we already know that the land is already harmed anyway, because Americans are the ones who use the most resources already on a grand scale. So we're speeding up global warming, basically, is what we're doing. And we're not taking the opportunity to figure out what do we need to cut back on? What do we need to do? I think I, I know I read one um, story about one country, or I want to say it probably was a municipality in a country that had literally figured out how to pretty much change most of their energy to solar energy. Or I think 80% of their energy for the year. And, you know, um, I don't know if it's Japan or uh, China or one of those countries over there are pretty much getting ready to ban gas cars. Like, this is a serious issue. When you see countries, municipalities, cities going to this extent, that means it's a problem, guys. (laughs) And we're ignoring that problem right now. So that's kind of dangerous because we're going to be, when we finally do flip administrations and, um, you know, and we try to get things back on track. We're going to be behind. We're already behind, but we're going to be even further behind. So that's a scary thing. If you have, for me, it's because I have a child and she wants to have kids. She wants to bring to this world. And I'm concerned about what are my grandkids going to be left with when I'm gone? You know, that is, you know, that's not good. And I always tell people, and people say, well, that's just a lot to take in. And, um... That's how people look around. Like, pay attention to your day-to-day. Compare it to the day-to-day you had 15 years ago or 20 years ago. I can notice the food in the grocery store is totally different than when I used to shop when my daughter was younger. The food does not last the same that it used to last. Like, just simple, everyday things. Pay attention when I was a kid, I seen bees everywhere. I don't see bees anywhere now. Pay attention to your surroundings. You can tell something is going on in the world without even looking through the encyclopedia in your hand. If you just focus on what's different than my day-to-day than what it was before. The ideal of America is not matching the reality of America, guys. And this is something that we have to prepare ourselves for. The kids that we have and the grandkids or the kids that you don't have, the youth that's around you. Because we're going to experience some of these things in our lifetime. Not quite sure how old you are, whether you're 20s, you're in your 30s, you're in your 40s. And I plan on living to hopefully I'm a hundred. I want to be around bothering people for a long time. (laughs) So we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. Now, can we get the ideal of America to become the reality of America? I would say yes, but we can't do it without some very unapologetic um, accountability. And it's going to have to be on a level where it's going to be some casualties. If we want equality to truly happen now, that's if we want it to happen. If, If the powers, whoever be, 
truly want equality to happen. But it is ways to make sure that people in general, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, don't experience depression. Don't want to be hooked on drugs to try to escape their reality. Don't want to, um, you know, become suicidal, etc. Because we have to begin to prepare them for the reality and not the ideal of America. Because no matter what happens, you know, things were definitely done in the past to be um, selective to certain communities to try to take out certain communities. That is a proven fact when you look at the um, Tuskegee um, experiment, um, the Black Wall Street that got blowed up, the um, one black community that was, you know, very prosperous that they build Central Park in the middle of, um, you know, so certain things happen. And then the, um, was the the vaccination so much, you know, and I always say this, the world is not a controlled environment. So eventually, you know, we know that drugs was planted in certain communities. It was going to get spread to other communities. You're not, this is not a test. The world is not a lab. You can't control somebody from that community going into another community and doing something. Or that person falling in love with another person. If you injected them with something that that you can't control that because the world is not a lab, guys. Eventually, the the problems that you tried to spread into one area is going to eventually spill over to the other area. And it's going to start running rapid in the other area. So, we have to begin to just prepare everybody for the reality of America. No matter how ugly it is, no matter how unequal, un- um, that's not even a word. No matter how unequal it is, no matter how much it may not seem like the ideal is the same as the reality. But I think when you equip people with what the reality is, they can then survive and figure out how can I make my day to day and be happy in this world and still have faith, still have hope, still be innovational, still motivate Still want to come out here and work my butt tail off whether I make, you know, whatever I make versus if I make a million dollars and still live a very happy life. Because you have now equipped them to deal with the reality instead of the idea. And I think that's how America can get to it. Now, will it ever happen? Probably not. (laughs) Just to be honest. But in the meantime, we as citizens of America, um, of the world, we can really hold ourselves accountable first, because that's self-accountability always has to happen. Hold the people that are close to us accountable when we see them doing wrong, because a lot of times some of these issues are within our own families, <laughs> you know, where we see things we're like, hey, you can't be doing that. Stop doing it. you know and then within our you know workplaces our day-to-day we have to hold each other accountable this is when we start getting to some type of equality somewhere you know don't be scared to do it and really face the facts that america's not perfect and everything is not truly created equal and then learn how to really work in a capitalism society. People get mad at, you know, people who come into this country and they figure out how to work the capitalism society. But that's all they did was pay attention to how it was set up and then they begin to work it. So I challenge every single culture to do the same thing. So I challenge every culture to do that. To their youth, to their adults to their older adults, everybody, begin to really deal with the reality of America and really learn how to work in a capitalism society, capitalist society, until it changes. You know, when it becomes equal, those basic things that I mentioned would be gone because it wouldn't matter if they were black, white, Asian, Hispanic. It would just be American citizens. This is the medium income. This is how much everybody gets paid. 
you wouldn't see those things because it wouldn't matter because everything's truly equal by that time. If that comes. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed this podcast, guys. I am supposed to be coming back, coming every two weeks. I am going to keep with that. Um, as promised, I know this one was a little bit longer than the last one. I do apologize. It's been an absolutely crazy last month, but, um, things are getting back to normal. You know how life happens because we deal with the reality instead of the idea. Um, but I definitely will be back in two weeks with the next podcast. It's not nothing to talk about. There's just so much going on in the world today. And I have plenty of topics, plenty of topics. So that's not the issue. It's just me carving out the time to be able to listen and talk to my podcast list, podcast listeners, because I really do enjoy um, doing the podcast and getting my thoughts out to you guys. And hopefully you enjoy it too. I will continue to do it as long as I see people are listening. Um, to continue to grow the podcast as um, ironically yours. So I'm going to go ahead and sign out, guys. I hope you're having a great morning, a great evening, or a great night whenever you listen to this. And thank you for listening, taking the time to listen. Hopefully this made you think. Hopefully you'll get out there and research. And hopefully if you're not doing the things you think you can do to affect change in your world because all of us have to do our part in our world not one person can change everything but we all can change things in our world hopefully it makes you start changing and start looking at things a little bit differently i don't know who knows but anyway have a blessed one i wish you a prosperous day week year whenever you are listen to this and remember this is ronique yours if you reach to contact me you can email me at I am Ronique M. West at gmail.com. Be blessed.